the rivalry is back on. 1% better every day and 1-0. The set is the quarterback lined up behind center, takes a snap, going for a home run deep downfield, looking for T.Y. Hilton. Hilton makes the catch. He's at a 10, 5, stumbles in the end zone, touchdown. Both coming with pressure off the edge. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. Hello Colts Nation, it's Derek Larger again, and welcome to the third edition of the Hold Your Horses segment on the Cody Felger Podcast. Today, I'll be talking about a familiar position, one that we've been talking about a lot recently in the last couple weeks. You guessed it, it's going to be the quarterback position. I will admit this, I'm not going to rage this time, I've already had enough of that leave my system, I am just... Excited to get into this new week, and I think the Colts look familiarly well. I'll kind of touch on that a little bit as we go along. But anyway, you would think after week one just finally being over, you'd think that us Colts fans would get a little bit of a break from people talking about our old former quarterback, Andrew Luck. But unfortunately, Colts fans were not so lucky. Not even, not only is the national media again doing it, our own fan base is still trying to bring it up. And our own fan base isn't as much saying that Andrew Luck would have won this game. It's more of the national media mentioning that. And of course, for those that want to put that out there, Yes, we obviously know Andrew Luck is a better quarterback, okay? You don't have to rub it in the faces of everyone that's been out here, okay? We know it. We know it better than anyone, okay? Andrew Luck might get more yards. Andrew Luck might get an extra touchdown or two. But, again, we'll get into what Bursette did here early uh, next year. And before we get into anything else, obviously, we mentioned... In the earlier podcast, how Danico Autry, the penalty on him, which, by the way, if anyone did not realize, the NFL actually came out and said that flag that was thrown on Danico Autry was wrong. It was not the right call to make. It should not have been a flag at all. So that should have been a field goal the whole way. So... Danico Autry didn't cost us four points. The NFL and the officials cost us four points. Just wanted to make that clear first. We want to talk about the quarterback situation here. I will admit, folks, I didn't have many expectations for Jacoby Brissett and for the Colts. Not because I didn't have faith in them, but it was more of I wanted to not put high expectations on him and on the Colts because it's the first week. We know how it has been for the last 10 years, how week ones begin for us. I didn't want to make myself look stupid and make myself feel bad if I set expectations on somebody and did not, they did not deliver on those. 
In regards to the Colts delivering on the expectations I thought of them, a lot of areas they fulfilled, a lot of areas they did not. But in regards to the quarterback situation, Jacoby Brissett, he met and proved and went far beyond my expectations for him in this game. Let's just kind of go to the numbers here. He had 21 completions on 27 throws. That's a completion percentage of round it to 78%. Had 190 yards and two touchdowns. Now I know, again, 190 yards, not a lot of yards. Two touchdowns, it's not a lot. Andrew Luck probably would have had more. I get it. Probably. But what did we all say we wanted out of Brissett, right? We wanted Brissett to go in there, take control of the game, not look nervous, not look scared, and take control of the offense. Well, folks, I think it takes less than a little game film to show you exactly how he did, and he definitely did that. Let's just kind of say, let's just look at the numbers and let's do a projection, right? So Colts have 16 games, right? If we do the numbers right here and Brissett averages 200 yards a game, which I believe will be more, but by the end of the season, he'll average more than that. But let's just say figuratively for 16 games, he has 200 yards per game. Okay, that's 3,200 yards. Again, that's a very low end. I expect him to be, if we fluctuate it to where we think he'll throw for 250-ish, then again, that is another 800 yards added to that. So he'll be around 4,000 yards. That's where we all kind of expected him to be at this point. So he's already on pace for that, right? So that's a good start. Two touchdowns a game. Let's just say... He, he has, he averages about 2.5 per game, right? I mean, I don't know if he'll average 2.5, but let's just say he averages around two per game. That's 32 touchdowns. That's pretty good, right? Pretty good. Did he have any picks in the game? No, he did not. He looked almost perfect. He had a quarterback rating of 120.7. One of the better passer ratings of any quarterback in, in that week. Numbers don't lie, folks. He played sensationally. Sensationally. And in regards to the yards and the touchdowns, I know I saw a lot of people. And another quick disclaimer before we do this. There are a lot of people that we, Cody and I know and talk to all the time on Colts Twitter and all this other stuff that when I make these, uh, when I make these claims, about certain fans out there saying uh, these ridiculous things. I'm not referring to the entire Colts fan base, okay? I'm referring to those who specifically make those statements. If you're not making those statements, then I'm not referring to you. But it's only those who are specifically making those statements that I am referring to in these videos. Just wanted to put that out there. Now, in regards to the people who are saying... Well, why didn't Frank Reich open the playbook that much? Why didn't he let Jacoby Brissett throw the ball deep? Folks, when you face a team like the Chargers, who have two top-end 
defensive ends that can get pressure. And even with Derwin James gone, still had Desmond Kane. Still had a leader in the middle of the field like a Thomas Davis, even despite his age as a decent football player. You can't assume Jacoby Brissett is ready to throw deep and throw constant deep balls on this Chargers defense the whole way. Do do I wish he would throw more deep balls? Sure. And he'll get there at some point. They're going to open the playbook against other teams. But when you had that game plan going on, which was to make sure Brissett didn't make mistakes, he played the part perfectly. And in regards to the run game, I've heard a lot of people say, well, why did you, uh, why did everybody have, why did they have to run the ball so much? You know, why, why the run game didn't help us in the end. It, it was, it, lo- it lowered Brissett's chances to make big plays and all this other stuff. I know, it seems every year we keep trying to push this really bad narrative of over the last 10 years, the running back position is fading away. It's almost not really a factor in the offensive game nowadays, or at least it doesn't have to be to win Super Bowls. Running backs can be replaced with the snap of a finger, even if you're the best. I mean, we all saw what Ezekiel Elliott did. Took him a whole offseason to get a, a, a bunch, a, at least a month to be able to get a new contract. And sure enough, he got paid because Cowboys knew his value. Sure enough, Saquon Barkley, who is quickly ascending himself into that consideration for the best running back, possibly already is the best running back in the NFL, he's going to end up getting paid big money too. We saw what the run, run game did for us. It kept Brissett from getting hit more often. It kept Brissett comfortable. And that is ultimately how you save your quarterback. Folks, look at Deshaun Watson. Look at what happened to him against the Saints. He was hit, not sacked, hit on 40%, over 40% of the plays where he dropped back to pass. Think about that. 40% of the time he was hit on a drop back pass. That's that's Andrew Luck 2.0. When you don't have an offensive line to protect, that's ultimately what happens. And that was what happened with Brissett. Brissett only had two sacks in that game against a good defensive front. That O-line did its job in the second half, did okay in the first half. Brissett looked confident. He looked calm. He looked poised. So please stop with the narratives of Chad Kelly and Colin Kaepernick and Eli Manning and all these other guys coming in and being better. Some people even mentioned Brian Hoyer's name in it all. Folks, I said it to you weeks ago, and I'll say it again. You had your chance to take back what you said about Colin Kaepernick and uh, and. Brian Hoyer and Chad Kelly and all these other guys being the starting quarterback for the Colts because they'll be better. There is not one player that we could have gotten other than Andrew Luck that could have had a more efficient game and a better game in that same circumstances than what Jacoby Brissett did. I'm sorry, but that is ultimately the truth. Hopefully, 
Brissett continues this recent success. It certainly seems that way, given Frank Reich's ability to move them around. And if the run game is anything to what we want it to be, Marlon Mack can average 88 yards per game at this point. 88.4, I believe, to be exact. And he'll have 1,500 yards rushing. He only needs to average 88 yards a game. And with what this offensive line looks to become, I think that you can pretty much solidify that that could possibly happen. Let's say Brissett gets sacked twice a game from here on out. Let's just say that, right? 32 sacks. Yeah, it's quite a bit, but it would be right there in the middle, right? Be right there in the middle with the pack, even though I think this offensive line if they can only if they can only give up two sacks against a good defensive line like the Chargers, I think that they will ha- there will be plenty of times where Brissett will barely get touched, aka maybe with the Raiders and Atlanta, which we have coming up in a couple weeks. Folks, this team is going to be fine. Brissett is going to be fine. It was a rough game, not the result that we wanted, but there is a lot of confidence building in that game. There's a lot of an emotional morale going on. And I think it started with Brissett and then it infected the entire team. I think they are ready to take on this challenge. They beat themselves. Hopefully, in coming weeks, Brissett continues to get better. He continues to try to throw the ball deep. He does some other stuff to get his blood flowing. But ultimately... What Brissett did in week one is exactly what Colts Nation needed him to do. Not what we wanted him to do, but what we needed him to do. And ultimately, that's what's going to have to keep happening if we want this team to succeed. That is it for this segment of Hold Your Horses on the Cody Felger Podcast. Thank you all so much. I really hope you enjoyed. And as always, guys, go Colts.